I am really excited for this episode of Innovation Generation here at Grove City College. I would like to welcome my guest, Amy Mucha, class of 2009, who happens to be the founder and owner and chief pop artist of Daisy Pops from Kent, Ohio. Amy, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Welcome to Innovation Generation, a podcast of the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Grove City College, where we hear the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs and explore the hopefulness of entrepreneurial thinking wherever we find it. I'm your host, Tim Sweet, and this is Innovation Generation. Really glad to have you in this in the studio. So you're a 2009 grad, came here in the fall of 2005, and as a as an 18 year old, what was your vision for your life at, at that point? Sure, I came in as a math education major, and uh, that was my vision. I was going to teach math because I was a true mathlete, really loved helping people, and I figured the best way to combine those was math education. So I went through my four years here and went right back to my high school where I graduated from in Ohio. And your high school was, uh, what's the name of your high school? CBCA, Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy. Fantastic. And that's actually where you met your husband, Nate, correct? It is where we met. Yeah, junior year homecoming. Haven't looked back. And you both came here to Grove City College. Mm -hmm. Yep, we both came here, and then I went right back to CBCA after my time at Grove City to teach math for 12 years. So you love math. Oh, I love math, yes. Makes sense. Adds up. It does. You like the logic of it. You like the the beauty of it, the uh, consistency. Yes, there's always a right answer, which makes it really ah, nice. It's, it's not like entrepreneurship, is it? Yeah, where there's never a right answer. You got that right. <laughs> well, uh, tell us a little bit about – I'm interested in, in knowing your journey from um, totally sold out on math and ready to launch a, a career as a, as a teacher in math to entrepreneurs. So tell us a little bit about how that journey began to take place. You ended up, you know, in the teaching profession. Tell us a little bit about that and how that that entrepreneurial journey began. Sure. Um, I'm very much an accidental entrepreneur. I was going to teach math until my kids had kids and then retire and watch my grandkids. Uh, but well, you, you had this all mapped out like from, from day one. Of course, yes. You had the trajectory of your life all planned, right? Yeah. Once I do something, I usually don't don't quit or don't go halfway. So I just figured I'd do that forever. And I loved it. I loved my 12 years at CBCA teaching. Yeah. What grade levels did you teach there? I had Honors Algebra two, which were mainly freshmen, some sophomores, and then AP Statistics, where I had my seniors. And I feel like I influenced many of them to come, come here to Grove City. Yeah, that's great. We've had a lot of grads mm-hmm. from CBCA. Yes. Through the years. That's, that's great. So you, you loved, uh, I'm assuming, teaching math because it instilled, inspired students to study more math and to I'd discover like to some so. skills that maybe they didn't think they had? Yes, I would like to think it uh, instilled some love of math in students. Um, but yeah, it was it was just fun. I really like seeing the light bulb go on in my students' eyes. I love the relationships that I built. Some of them are still my friends. You know, they sure. went from students to friends, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, it's a very fine institution, and they've produced a lot of really great students yes. through the years. So I'm not surprised that you were a very important part of that. A couple of years ago, I encountered one of these daisy pops and i said oh my gosh what an interesting product colorful fun engaging 
And then I realized that you were behind it, and your husband, Nate, who also teaches here at Grove City mm-hmm. College, was somehow a part of this. But I, I fell in love with the product the moment I saw it. I didn't even have to taste it, right? Ooh, high praise. I, I, I saw it and, and thought, this is amazing. Tell us a little bit about how these cake pops got started. Oh, that's a good story. Um, my my mother-in-law is responsible for it all. She got me a cake pop book over a decade ago. I was just making them on the side for a few years. And um, one of my students' moms saw them one time and offered to buy some. I was like, oh, like, okay. So that just started about a year and a half of just very much making them on the side. Like, you know, not, not a business, didn't get an LLC, nothing like that. Just people, you know, giving me 20 bucks cash and uh, getting their cake pops. So you're just having fun. Just right? fun. You, you discovered mm-hmm. you could make cake pops. You kind of learned out of a book. Mm-hmm. And then there was so much more to it. Yes. Yes, there was. So, yeah, I'd call that the, the hobby time of uh, cake popping. Ah, yeah. Yes. And then in 2018, uh, one of my current students and I sat down. We, like, made a Facebook page. We made an Instagram. My husband had already helped me get a website and an LLC. So that's when it became a side hustle, I'd say, where we, like, formalized everything, like, started really taking orders um, and doing some customized pops as well. Yeah. So... Here you are, you're a math teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times we don't associate the creative side with left brain people like math majors and math teachers. You're very, very strong in logic and sequence and analysis. But this is this is edible art. I mean it's just a it's a it's an amazing experience that people have with with your product. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the creative that got unleashed in you as you began to build this business. Sure. I, it's funny because I always say my husband has all the creativeness uh, in our family. He's um, a professional designer. Yes, right? he is. I mean, he, he needs to have that. design. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of that. Yes, a lot yeah. of that. Um, and I would not say I am artistic in the slightest. Like my, my children who are 10 and under are better at art than me at this point. Mm. Um, but I've always had a little like creative or like crafty bent. So I've always enjoyed doing those things. Um, Always like having a project. So when Cake Pops became that project several years ago, I really tried to make it more mathematical, honestly. So like the decorating of Cake Pops, I wanted processes in place. I wanted to be efficient with it um, because even though it's right-brained, I still wanted to bring that left-brainedness into it and apply all of those things that I love so much and came more easily to me to the Cake Popping process. So math is fun. It is fun. And it tastes good, too. (laughs) Well, cake pops taste a little better than math does, according (laughs) to my students, but yes. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's very, very interesting, this journey that you've had. It's it's a little unconventional in terms Mm -hmm. of evolving into the the amazing business that you you have. But you really, um, you just threw yourself into it, right? I mean, just... Had a pa- developed a passion for this? I mean, you didn't start out as a, you know, I want to do cake pops. It just kind of happened. It did just kind of happen. Yeah, people would always ask, like, oh, like, you know, what, what's the goal for Daisy Pops? And back in the day, I was like, oh, there is no goal. It's just, you know, kind of keep up with what's thrown at me. But, yeah, it was just a side hustle. It was always supposed to be a side hustle, and now it is not a side and, hustle. And you discovered an amazing amount of demand for your product. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, the cake pops are always fun, obviously. Like if Starbucks does it, you know, it's got to be got to be a good idea. Um, but I feel for our business, it was really, really COVID that took it from a side hustle to something that demanded much more of me. Oh, interesting. So here you are, a school teacher, and everybody's thrown into COVID jail for a while oh, COVID and, jail. and teaching remotely. Tell us about how that kind of helped you transition into a new phase of your business? Sure. Uh, when COVID hit, I shut down uh, Daisy Pops for two weeks. I was like, well, it's been a fun experiment, but it's probably done for because mm. people who are worried about their lives and their livelihood are not going to care about little, you know, cake on a stick. Um, but I was actually wrong um, because Cake Pops turned out to be a great way for people to bring a little joy into their lives. Like in such dark oh. times, dark, scary times, it was truly just an easy way where they could pick it up, you know, in a contactless way because we had to pivot and make it happen that way. Sure. Um, they could pick it up. They could even send it to people who they haven't been able to see. Um, a lot of people did, you know, drive-by birthday parties where people would drive by their houses. They'd hand them out Cake Pops. So it kind of took the traditional, like, cake with candles on it, made it individualized and COVID-safe. Um, and so, yeah, they just got really popular, if you will, during those deep COVID times. <laughs> You're really good at the dad jokes. I know you Love build them. this into your brand. It's so, so fun. Uh, so we'll talk more about that in, in a minute, I'm sure. But I mean, I think it's so interesting how a problem like COVID really created opportunity for you and a journey of discovery of nuances of need that people had. And you were able to quickly meet that need and meet that demand. Yeah, it was, uh, I always, you know, think of the word just pivot, 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 which uh, can sometimes be negative. But in our case, it was it was all, all positive during COVID, all the pivoting that we had to do. And it was nice because I felt like it was low stakes pivoting for me at the time, because yeah. this wasn't my, my all, you know, I still was teaching full time, you know, if you know, people didn't like cake pops anymore, like so be it. But it was nice because I felt like I was a little more free at the time to make decisions and to not, you know, really worry too much about like, well, what if it doesn't work or what, what will happen? But I could just make the decisions and roll with it. Wow. So your business started to grow. It did. Right. COVID gave you an opportunity to build this home-based business and to take it to a new level, yes. even though that's strategically not what you were aiming at. Right? Right. Yeah, not at all. Uh, I often say that without COVID, I would still be happily teaching in the math classroom right now and maybe still doing cake pops on the side, maybe not. And you love teaching. I love teaching. Yeah, and you love students. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I, I think I see the heart of a teacher embedded in this business. Would you, would you say that's true? Yeah, I, I would agree. There are a lot of parallels to teaching and running a business, like cake popping anyways, that I hadn't really expected. But it's been really fun to discover that overlap and see how my skills that I use in the classroom can actually be used in a business as well. Uh, here's an interesting, there's a two-part question. One, what do you love most about the cake pop business? Mm -hmm. And what do your customers love the most about it? I'd be interested to know how you think about that. Sure. Um, I love the most people. Whenever people people ask me, what's my favorite part? I always say people. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's my, my coworkers I get to work with, the other businesses that we collaborate with, um, the business owners that have become true friends of mine throughout this process, and, of course, the customers, the people who come every week to our Saturday farmer's markets and say, our kids talk all week about this. This is how we get them to the farmer's market because they know they're going to get a daisy pop. 
Wow. So that works quite nicely together. It does, yes, which then leads into part two of your question is what yeah. do the customers like? Uh, yeah. Eating them, of course, Sure. I would say. Um, but we always try to make it more than just eating a cake pop. We try to give them an experience. So not only are you getting a tasty treat, but you're also like getting more, you're gaining more joy and more happiness because of it. Um, so, for instance, a couple of the things that we do at our markets is when people come up, they have a little trail of cake pops on the ground, which happened uh, – during COVID to be social distancers, but now sure. they, they've stuck around. So these were markers six feet apart for exactly. social distancing. Yeah. Yep. But now it's like Candyland. The kids see the trail of cake pops. They like hop on them and it's a good time. So that's one thing. Another fun thing is we have a vending bike that we bring to our events. Mm. And after somebody buys a cake pop, I always say, okay, I'm going to ring the bell. You're going to yell cake pops. And so I ring the bell. They yell cake pops. Um, you know, it's a fun thing. It makes more noise too. Sure. So people know about us. But the best thing is I've gotten so many messages from customers and videos of their little kids at a playground or playing with their own toys. And if there's a bell there, they ring the bell and then they yell cake pops, which I love. Oh, my gosh. that's That sounds like so much fun. It sounds like a, a brand that connects with people of all ages. Exactly. Do you, And you, so you have a lot of stakeholders, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of different kinds of people who are interested in your business. But kids are a very important part of that. They tell, really tell are. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, kids, I feel like they're, they're the ones who really started, like, driving the business, and they still they still do. Um, sure. Kids' parties, kids' activities. We do make-your-own-cake-pop workshops, which kids come to and love doing. Um, even at markets, you know, seeing the kids, like, their eyes lighting up when they see us and then dragging their parents over. Um, but, yeah, kids drive a lot, which is just so fun because kids are so pure and innocent and just seeing the joy and, like, the, their, the light in their eyes when they finally get the cake pop that they've been waiting for is – Truly a gift. And that that joy that you talk about, that's really at the heart of it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That just joyful moment when somebody sees this very colorful cake pop, and you make them in so many different creative designs, mm -hmm. to, to eat it, to enjoy it. And there's something very wholesome about that. Yeah, right on our uh, like our tagline is a little pop of joy because it's a pop and then it's also joy and combining the two of them is great and successful too. If, if COVID taught us anything, it's that we need a lot more of that kind of experience in our lives. Don't exactly. We? Yes. Yeah, taking a, a brief moment and appreciating um, what we've been given. Right. And the nice thing, too, and the great thing is that people have discovered that they can get joy by giving cake pops, which has become a big part. So people will buy oh. cake pops to gift to people. And then they're, I like to call it spreading popsitivity. Um, so, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just continuing to spread the cake pop joy. And it's nice when it's even a few steps beyond me. So like I'm, you know, responsible for making that first step, introducing those people to cake pops, and then they do the work for themselves after that. So it, you, you've got built right into it a kind of a shareable kind of element, right? Mm -hmm. you, you taste this, you eat it, you experience it, and you're like, what can I do with this, right? Mm -hmm. How can I impact somebody's life? What kind of joy can I bring to somebody else? And that, you don't have to talk about that. It just happens. It does. And your, your biggest season of the year is what? The holidays, so... Christmas, whew, we do a lot of cake pops in those couple months leading up to the holidays. So um, tell us a little bit about some of the design because, I mean, these are the, – the design work here I think is, is just so fun and so fitting for the brand itself. But that's a big part of your, your business, right, the design elements? Mm -hmm. 
How do you think about that? Say with, um, for example, with Christmas, how do you think about creating pops that meet the specific needs of customers? Sure. Yeah, we already have our, our Christmas pop prototypes. They've been done for a couple of weeks. We have the photos edited. They're up on the website, which we have to do in, you know, months early sure. um, because we have to get those out there. And so my my best friend, who is currently a pop artist with me, and fun fact, we also taught together. She was also a math teacher. Wow. So now we get to work together again in a different environment, which is great. But the two of us are usually working together on designing the holiday pops. So for Christmas specifically, we always try to hit kind of three three genres. We have our holiday stocked pops is what we call them because mm-hmm. they're always in stock. So people don't need to give us much notice. And those are fun flavors like hot cocoa, snickerdoodle. Um, there's a few like peppermint bark and another one in there. Um, so that's one of them. And then another one is the Christmas set. So very Santa oriented. Sure. Um, you know, gifts, red, green, white. And then we started doing a winter set as well for the people that don't necessarily celebrate Christmas or don't want, you know, you know, Christmas things. They just want a cute little winter snowflake snowman set. Sure. So have you sold those in the past or are these new designs coming up here for this coming Christmas season? Um, last year was the first year that we did all three different types of those, but every year it's new design. So we, we use maybe a couple of the same ones and then try to revamp the others just so it's always changing, always a new little thing for our customers coming up. I see innovation really being at the heart of your business as well. I mean, cake is nothing new. Cake pops aren't really anything new, but you're always putting a new twist on this product and, a, and not only the product, but the business model as well. Mm-hmm. New things are always happening. So who, who designs these? I mean, you, you th- don't think of yourself as a designer necessarily, but there are people doing this design work. Yes. Yeah, there are people doing the design work. So I have a whole a whole team of pop artists who's doing the pop design. Um, and it's we have about 17 or 18 of us now. And it's great to just have trusted people around who have great minds. I run ideas by them. Oftentimes they'll come to me with ideas and sure. say, Amy, like, what if we do this? And more often than not, I'm like, oh, why did I not think of that? That's great. So it's very creative kind of environment. That yes. you're in. You've built some community, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, lots of community. And then on the other side of the design, the part that I don't feel very uh, qualified in, um, like our branding, uh, my husband, as you already mentioned, is a design professor and owns um, his own design business called Each and Every. And uh, they have been crucial in our branding and really our voice, I feel. Like I'm the voice, but they're the ones who make the voice look good. Yeah. You know, like who make every, all of our pictures look great, who come up with uh, brochures. Um, so I've been so grateful and I've really grown to appreciate the work that they do. If people wanted to follow you on Instagram or go to your website, how would you direct them? Yes, uh, Instagram, it's at daisypops underscore cakepops. Uh, we, we love social media, so we love meeting new pop pals on there. And then our website is www.daisypops.com. Yeah, I, I love the brand. So t- tell us a little bit about how that started, because I think that's kind of a fun 
element to Daisy Pops. Where did this come from? Sure. Well, when we started the business way back when, I asked my oldest son, Peter. I said, Peter, what if we name it Petey Pops? He was like, nah. (laughs) So I just skipped Charlie, our middle child, of course, and went straight to Daisy because at the time, one of her nicknames was Daisy Cakes. Mm. So we actually started off the business as Daisy Cakes, which makes sense. Daisy's the only girl. She has an object name. It's very cute. Um, So yeah, so Daisy, sometimes it gets to her head that she has a business named after her. I see. Yes. And like a like a little flower, right? Right, mm-hmm. a little edible flower. Yes. Uh, so she definitely takes ownership of it. Sometimes too much. That's that's great. So the whole family is involved in the business. Yeah, it, they really are. People often ask, like, oh, does you know, does your husband, you know, do this with you? I'm like, well, no. Like, I I am the only owner, but I would say Nate is. Um, a huge part of just the ideas, the, the talking me down from when something goes wrong <laughs> and I want to, you know, be angry about it. Um, but he's run his own business for way longer sure. than me, so he is just an invaluable asset to me. Um, just full of wisdom, and I'm so grateful for that. And the kids are getting older now, so they sure. are actually helping me. So the boys can run the cash register when we're at markets. Um, so I really love when they get to come. Daisy isn't quite good enough at that yet, but she comes to pop workshops and pop parties with me because she knows how to make cake pops so she can help me like teach other people how to do it wow so that's kind of interesting you're teaching your kids entrepreneurship on the fly yeah they they see a lot from from both me and nate about running your own business well, that, that's got to bring you joy as well. It does. I One thing about I was really sad about not teaching was I was so looking forward to teaching my own kids. Like, oh, I would love to have them, you know, an honors algebra two, an AP stats. Um, so that was a little bit of a tough pill for me to swallow when I decided to not teach anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but just what you said is I'm still still teaching them just right now, you know, at a younger age. Um, so, you know, even if it's, you know, little things like my oldest will see me, you know, upselling people. Like when they buy three cake pops at a market, I say, well, at that rate, you might as well get a six pack because your sixth one is free and you get a cute little box. Um, so, you know, he's seeing those things and I can tell like he's he's learning from them, which I hope that, you know, eventually the boys can go out and like do markets on their own. Um, I would love for them to have their summer, winter, all the time jobs, you know, set with Daisy Pops when they're older. Right. So, you know, the business has, has grown and, you, you know, you're always making new packaging decisions and doing some amazing things, getting pops into the hands of people and introducing your brand and your product mm-hmm. to people. This this what we have here on the on the uh, table here. This is a, a little, do you call that a pop pack or what do you call that? Yeah, a little pop pack. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> I always carry cake pops around with me. People yeah. like joke and say that I'm like Mary Poppins, you know, the never ending <laughs> bag of, uh, of cake pops, uh, which is true. But I found that especially when I'm at um, you know, like networking events or, you know, if I'm going to meet people um, that don't really know about cake pops, like I don't really want to get into a discussion necessarily. I mean, I would like to get into a pop discussion, but not everybody wants to hear about the whole history of cake pops and daisy pops. <laughs> but if I just give them cake pops and their interest is immediately, you know, on the cake pops. Um, sure. And even if they never order, like then I brought them more joy that day and success. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously, it's it's something that consumers have really responded to. Uh, as you've started your business, you've done markets, you've done parties, you've you've provided all kinds of K-pop experiences to people in a lot of different contexts. But the business has really grown, and you you have kind of a fun mathematical way of measuring that, don't you? I do. Yes, we uh, we have something called the pop counter, uh, which it's my way of still 
doing math and forcing other people to do math. So this pop counter is your like elementary school, you know, like flip place value flip chart. And so we have it out at our event. So if somebody buys six cake pops, they have to add six to the pop counter. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so some people like roll their eyes and like, well, hey, I'm a former math teacher, so you just have to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, most people really enjoy it, and it also gives them some ownership. They're like, oh, like they've sold, you know, however many cake pops this year, and I'm six, you know, or like 50 of them. They're, they're part of that journey. Exactly. Right? Yes. Um, and so the pop counter has gone gone up over the years. Um, so Where back- did you start? <laughs> sure. in terms of, like numbers that made you think, oh, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in 2018, we the pop counter hit 13,000, which I was blown away by. I'm like, oh, my goodness, over 1,000 cake pops a month. Like, that's crazy. Um, and it has grown over the years. So last year in 2021, we hit 113,000. So just increase that first this year's number. This is year two or year uh, three? Uh, that was year four, actually. Year four, I skipped okay. a few years in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this year we're already at 100K cake pops, and we haven't even hit the holidays yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, do you do, is, when somebody turns over like an important number, do you do something special? Oh, we do. Yes, that's really fun. If somebody flips it to the next 100, they get a sure. free cake pop. If somebody flips it to the next 1,000, they get a free like six pack of cake sure. pops. If somebody does the next 10,000, they get a free dozen. Um, so, yeah, and it's always a fun thing. Like, people, when they get to, like, flip it and they get a free cake pop, oftentimes they'll be like, oh, my gosh, we actually got to do this last year. So it's something that they remember, um, and, you know, it's just a little fun extra thing. I, I've ordered these and used them for events, like when we have student uh, recruiting events here at, at the college, and people just, they light up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an amazing uh, bright spot in their in their day, no matter what's happening. And it doesn't matter, you know, what's happened before or where they're going, they're willing to stop and pay attention to cake pops, take take a bite, have a little bit of joy, and start a conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, they are great conversation starters. Like, sometimes if there's, you know, a conversation, like, I mean, for instance, like, when you're trying to recruit students, essentially, or, like, get them to come over to you, sure. sometimes, like, it can be, like, a little awkward and, like, pushy. If you're like, hey, like, come over here. Like, let right. me talk your ear off about this. Yeah. Uh, but if you offer cake pops, then automatically it makes it easier for them to come into your little area. And then also, like, it can start a conversation, even if it's not necessarily about what you're trying to, you know, sell or promote to them. But right. You can talk about cake pops and, like, your favorite flavors, which then can lead into other conversations. Yeah, let's just chat, chat get to know you and move forward. So for that reason, I, I see a lot of business potential here, right? It's one thing to sell to consumers, which is fantastic, but the B2B space is also something that's been evolving for you. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We've been doing more business to business, and a lot of that is due to our ability to edibly print logo cake pops. So I bought an edible printer in deep COVID. It's kind of a splurge. I was sure. like, I don't know if we're ever going to use this, but like, huh. we'll we'll get it now. You played a hunch. I played a hunch, yes. Yeah. Um, and so we've developed these logo cake pops where we print out the logos on edible paper. We cut them out into circles, and then we just slap them on the cake pops, put a little, um, put some sprinkles around in the branded colors, of course. And companies love those. So they have used them to send out as gifts. They've used them at uh, like conventions and mm. Shows they go to, um, they use them sometimes just to, as you know in staff meetings to brighten up the day for people. Sure. Yeah. 
So what kinds of companies, do you mind you know, maybe talking a little bit about some of the companies you've worked with and how they've used Cake Pops in specific situations? Sure. I mean, Grove City, entrepreneurship and innovation. I mean, you're probably going to have some good students coming <laughs> your way because right. of having Cake Pops at your last event. Sure. Um, one of my favorite ones is we have a minor league baseball team um, near Kent called mm-hmm. the Akron Rubber Ducks. Yeah. And so I was at a game last year and, of course, had Cake Pops, you know, gave them some Cake Pops and then reached out and LinkedIn after that, just saying like, hey, if you're ever interested in carrying cake pops on your dessert menu, let me know. Not thinking they actually would, uh, but they did. So this past year, they carried our cake pops in their concession stands. They had their logo pops in the suite level as well. Um, So yeah, it was just a great partnership, a sweet partnership, if you will. Yeah, there we go. Uh Um, So like, that's one of my favorite See, I could work for you with my last name. I know, right? They come to work for you. Yes. Um, Another fun little story too is... um, in Ohio, we have something called the Akron Marathon, which is one of the biggest races around. And I met the CEO. I went to listen to her speak and did my homework and came prepared with some of the logo cake pops with the Akron Marathon logo ah. on it. So afterwards, I just went up to her. I was like, thanks so much for speaking. Here are some cake pops for you. That was it. Just, you know, came home. Then a few days later, I get a call from her um, saying, hey, like we're having a big 20th anniversary celebration for the Akron Marathon. We we're thinking of doing cookies in our swag bag but I think we need to do cake pops, to which I said, yes, you do. (laughs) And later that day, they placed an order for 600 logo cake pops. Wow, fantastic. You've you've worked with sports teams. You've worked with corporations. You've worked for uh, all kinds of organizations that really want to extend their brand. Mm -hmm. Do you see it as a pretty good branding tool? Uh, Yeah, for sure. It's a... We've just introduced something called uh, QR code cake pops as well. Ah. So essentially, if you hand somebody a, a cake pop that has your logo on the front and a QR code that links right to your website, or if you're trying to get people to take a survey or something, they can just scan it on their phones, you know, do the survey, visit your website, follow you on Instagram, whatever sure. you want them to do. And then once they do that, they can eat the cake pop. Um, so yeah, it's just fun things like that where if it just makes more of a more of an impression on people, mm-hmm. which cake pop do, uh, then they'll think more highly of your brand or sure. remember you. Sure. Well, kind of a sweet connection a sweet to connection. your brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just want to scan before they eat. Yeah, right? that's yeah. that's the problem. That's yeah, the so you got to make sure they do that. <laughs> well, Amy, we're excited about your business, and you're, you're kind of taking this forward in a new direction, right? There's some new developments in the Daisy Pop story? Yes, very new developments. What's, what's happening? What's on the horizon? So we've been a home bakery this whole time. Uh, probably outgrown that model a couple years ago. But uh, once I decided to stop teaching, uh, then the conversation began of, well, do we do a storefront? Do we get a commercial bakery? Because mm-hmm. we're running out of room in our basement. Sure. Like, there are a lot of cake pops and a lot of people. Um, and so we have a spot in downtown Kent. It's mm-hmm. actually in the same building that my husband's design business is in. So that'll be very convenient. Um, so hopefully in the next few months we will be moved in. Um, it'll be just mostly a commercial bakery, a very small storefront. But I'm also hoping that it is a place for community where people can gather to do cake pop workshops or people can host their kids' birthday parties. Um, but just like a place where... I mean, as, as I always say, where, you know, joy is found and it's found around cake pops and you're building a community there, too. This is an exciting time for you. It is. When do you expect to be into the storefront? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, we originally said this month, which is laughable. Um, so I'm hoping the first 
quarter of next year at sure. some point. We we will see. But the nice thing is, is we can still make cake pops without being there. So right. if it keeps getting pushed back, like a little bit of a bummer, but it's also okay because it doesn't stop us. You'll move all your production over there as yes. well? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, exciting uh, uh, next level for your business. Yes. Can't wait to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that uh, you have an interesting and um, fun opportunity here. Opportunity. Opportunity. I, 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 I need to get with the lingo for sure. You know, I like a good dad joke, so <laughs> um, I'm all in on that. So, again, if people want to check out your website, they can go to daisypops.com. Daisypops.com. And your Instagram account, easiest way to find it is? Daisypops underscore cake pops. Yeah. And if they just do Daisy Pops search, Mm -hmm. they'll probably find it that way too. Yes, that should work. And being on our mailing list too, which you can add through our website, is the best way. We get our What's Poppin' email, which Ah, comes out a couple times a month with all the new, new info. Well, Amy, you have such an interesting story. And a story of entrepreneurship that isn't often told, of of moving from, you know, a, a discipline and a profession that you loved, discovered a, a, a niche need and demand for a, a very interesting product, and have followed your heart to develop something that is bringing joy to a lot of people you know, all over Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, mm-hmm. and hopefully a lot farther beyond in the future. That's right. Spread that pop culture nationwide, (laughs) at least. I love it. Thanks for popping in today. You're so welcome. Really appreciate uh, having you here on our show. And uh, we wish you the best as you continue to move forward with your business. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today on Innovation Generation. We're glad you could join us, and we invite you to come back for more episodes. To contact us, you can find us at gccentrepreneurship.com. Or you can follow us on social media at GCC Entrepreneur.